Well, I'm here with Jason Alford and uh, Mukti Suyakmun, who are here today for the uh, Indonesia Update at the Lowy Institute. Welcome to you both. Uh, I enjoyed your presentation, your joint presentation this morning on uh, the Indonesian economy. And I wanted to start with you, actually, Jason, with some of the good news that you laid out at the beginning. Uh, you talked about seemingly a level of agreement among uh, economic and political elites in Indonesia about you know, strong economic fundamentals, uh, levels of debt, inflation and so on. Could you say a little more about that? Yeah, so uh, since the Asian financial crisis, I think the macroeconomic policy frameworks in Indonesia have been very strong and, as you said, subject to a high level of agreement amongst the, the decision makers in Jakarta. So it's things like uh, macro uh, monetary policy directed at inflation targeting. It's uh, things like fiscal policy that's on a, a sustainable medium term uh, trajectory um, and there are some formal rules in place that guarantee that so I think it was in 2005 that uh, uh, formally monetary policy was directed at uh, controlling inflation uh, there are rules in place that limit the budget deficit to a maximum of three percent of GDP and put a cap on on debt um, and those frameworks have delivered very good outcomes for Indonesia over what's now 10 or 15 years quite a long period of time so solid growth around six to seven percent uh, inflation outcomes that look pretty good. Uh, and the point that I made in the presentation was that that stayed in place despite, you know, over that period, Indonesia having, say, four different presidents, uh, I think five central bank governors, nine or ten finance ministers, a parliament that has become increasingly activist and willing to stand up to the executive government on, a, on areas of policy that it doesn't like, which suggests to me that there's a fairly high level of political and public acceptance of those frameworks. Now, one of the interesting effects of that 3% cap that you talked about is that it seems to have forced the government finally, belatedly, into some cuts on fuel subsidies, which are a huge uh, source of, I think it's generally agreed, waste in government spending in Indonesia. Uh, what, what exactly happened and, and how big are these cuts? Uh, so uh, cuts to the fuel subsidy have been talked about um, most recently for the past, say, two years or so as oil prices were rising, putting more and more pressure on the budget. Um, it was clear that something needed to be done. There'd been a couple of aborted attempts to uh, reduce the subsidies over the past couple of years, which um, I guess ultimately uh, struck the rocks uh, trying to get agreement through the parliament. Uh, but the latest round, uh, the government was able to get a change in the fuel subsidy. So they lifted the price of premium petrol, for example, from um, 4,500 rupiah per litre to 6,500. So a pretty big increase. Uh, but the surprising thing when you look at that, so the difference between the uh, budget for fuel subsidies before that change and after, in fact, the amount of the budget allocated to the fuel subsidy went up, and that's because the oil prices had gone up, uh, the exchange rate had depreciated in the meantime. So still a lot of pressure on the budget there. And in fact, Mukti in the presentation gave some comparisons of that with the size of the health budget, the size of the um, education budget. Yeah, please, I might interrupt yeah, sure, you. Sorry, sure. Mukti, I'd like to pursue that because mm. from an Australian perspective, I saw that chart up on the up on the screen as you were talking and it was mm. quite stunning to see the size of that graph yes. and how high up the, um, yes. the spending goes on fuel subsidies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, compared to spending on education and health. So can you say a little more about that? Yeah, uh, uh, 
the one that the graph that I show is that the central government budget. So actually, uh, the actual expenditure for health and education, there also has some of, uh, in addition to that, uh, central government and also a local government budget. But you can see that even from the central government, the the expenditure for the fuel subsidy is very big compared to education and the health. And then one thing that also uh, not good is that about the fairness. Because most of this uh, uh, fuel subsidy goes to uh, mid, uh, medium, uh, mid, uh, mid and middle and upper uh, income group, yeah. which is this health and education uh, should go to the middle and the lower income group. So that's the, also the, the the issue of fairness about uh, how government spend their money. And then uh, it is true that actually uh, the uh, but. Uh, with the fuel subsidy, of course, the pure uh, the poor people will affect it more than the the middle and the upper. But then the government uh, already prepare uh, some assistance, temporary assistance to the poor. Although it's not easy when the government uh, uh, raise the issue about the the temporary cash uh, transfer, because then the the opposition said that it's related to the next year election. Yes. So some people think that. But actually, it's not big. It's uh, like uh, the the cash transfer will be uh, transferred to in the two times, like the first uh, the first stage in between June and July, and then uh, July and August, and the second is on the September and October. So uh, and then the the disbursement is quite good. Like ninety uh, for the first stage is like ninety ninety three percent has been distributed to the uh, the eligible. Person and then for the second one until only uh, for two weeks is already like eighty something percent. So the disbursement uh, uh, of the that fund is quite good. And then also the database for because there's also uh, uh, issue and that the whether the recipient is actually the one who is eligible to get this uh, the funding. But actually with the ninety three percent of the disbursement, it also uh, suggest that the database that used by the government is ninety three percent correct. So, mm -hmm. so that 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 funds really goes to the eligible one. Mm. Now, one thing you both emphasised in your presentation this morning <laughs> is that although the fundamentals are reasonably sound in Indonesia, there isn't a great deal of appetite for uh, for long term uh, and deep economic reform. Uh, it seems like the, the the cut in the fuel subsidy is some evidence to suggest that maybe they, they are there is some appetite for this. But what are some of the big challenges uh, that lay ahead, which you think the the governing class uh, needs to tackle? Uh, I think the for the the better growth in Indonesia in the future, I think the infrastructure problem is real is the is the real issue because uh, like in the other presentation, it also mentioned that how the price differences between Jakarta and uh, uh, Papua and it's most because of the logistic and also the transportation, which is basically is the infrastructure. Issue. So physical infrastructure, roads, rail. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That because it's not only uh, trans uh, transporting the final goods, but also for the raw materials, I think that, for example, that the, uh, there's a there's a cl classic example that that if we import, if we want to transport the the oranges from Kalimantan, one isle of Indonesia, to Jakarta, is much more uh, expensive than we import it from China. 
just to see how how severe is the infrastructure problem in Indonesia. Like within Indonesia itself, it's quite expensive to transport from one island to other island. So mm. I think the infrastructure. Uh, it's very crucial because it's also uh, have an impact on the investment because then the foreign investment and also domestic investment may be reluctant to invest because they have to provide infrastructure by themselves, yeah. which is for for big company maybe it's okay, but for the middle or small company to invest, if they they also have to provide uh, infrastructure by themselves, it will increase their mm. investment costs. So. Jason, infrastructure is at the top of your list. Yeah, I, th I think in in some ways we've been a little bit cheeky that we've we've got a laundry list in mind, but th we don't actually have any answers. And our point is more that there's no discussion happening in any of these areas. So infrastructure may well be at the top of the list, but there are many many other things that the government needs to be looking at. So labour market reform, competition reform, the role of state-owned enterprises. You could go on and on. And Mukti and I haven't haven't given any specific policy proposals. The point that we're making is there doesn't seem to be uh, deep discussion on any of these reform issues in Jakarta, either from in, within the government or from from outside. Mm. Just one last question: a subtext that I thought I detected in your presentation was perhaps a rise in protectionist sentiment in Indonesia. Is that a fair judgment? Uh, maybe in the the last like one two years, there's a tendency to uh, become more protectionist, mm -hmm. but. Fortunately, or something, this uh, this a uh, bad condition that happens in the <clears throat> mid August until the end of August, give the opportunity for government to kind of reverse that policy a little bit. Like so, like uh, for the mineral, they try to uh, government before impose the uh, plan to impose the mineral quota and tax by two thousand fourteen. But with this condition, government uh, plan to propose uh, to postpone that that imposement of the mineral tax at quota. Hmm. And also for the trade a system for the <coughs> horticulture and beef, which is quite, uh, have, uh, have to have uh, import, uh, import licensing for that. With this policy, they also try to uh, reduce that uh, import restriction. So the, the government try to use this bad condition to make a better policy, hmm. uh, uh, policy reform. Hmm. So... At least there's a there's an intention from the government to reverse that protectionist uh, economy. Thank you for your time. Thank, Thank you. you.